All right, welcome to First in Filoni. This is our week, what is this, week 12 podcast here. Um, joined as always by my co-host here, Mr. Andrew Cooper. Andrew, how's it going, man? Hey, it's going. How about you, bro? Well, it's midterm week for us here, so it's a little busy, but not only that, we've had a lot of stuff pop off this week. Um, we did our hot seat coaches section last week, and man, did we call it. You called Jimbo Fisher, I called Zach Arnett. Um, so we'll start off here with Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher got fired uh, after just signing an extension, I believe. Um, he does get a was $74, million payout. Um, do you think he deserved it? Was it a right firing? Um, what, what are your thoughts on the Jimbo situation? I don't know, man. I mean, it's like we always talk about, you know, we're just in a new era of college football. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, A&M wants to win. They want to compete for a championship. I mean, I get it. But who are you going to bring in that's big name? You know what I mean? So, I, I had this thing start from around, but. So before the game or at halftime, they donor donated $168 million. I think that has something to do with it. That's Texas oil money, baby. Yeah. I mean, that's just, I mean, they want to win. I mean, I can't say they don't blame him. I mean, he's been there, what, five years, four or five years? Yeah. I think it would have been different, you know, if he's competing. Almost 10 years. He's been there that long. I think so. Uh, let me check. I'll let you finish your thought. Go ahead. I mean, when you got donors donating that kind of money, man, I mean, they want to win. They don't want no, no bull crap. So, oh, I don't know. I mean, I knew, I knew it was there, but, I mean, really and truly, this day and time in the college football world, especially <laughs> when you're making the money that you're making and you're in your sixth year and you're not competing for SEC championships, I mean, it's time for you to – really take a step back and to me I thought it was a great fire yeah I did too he had the same record as Kevin Sumlin and I thought he was an unright uh, unfair firing so I think Texas A&M in my opinion is a top 15 yeah, but I program think, I think if you look if you look at the stats I want to say someone won more he did what, top 20 games than Jimbo did his six years there well, his record as well was like two games better, like at the same time that uh, Sumlin got fired. His record, Sumlin's record was better. So like Jimbo, in how much do you think Jimbo's um, career rests on his daddy's name? Because he's only won one national championship and that was solely because of Jameis. He's lucky he even played a year because he got caught stealing the crab plays. <laughs> right, but that's what I'm saying. Like, how much? How much do you think do we hold him on a high regard because of uh, his dad? I mean, yeah, I think it's a lot. So I, and it's just a thought there. But I, I, like I was saying before, I, I think who's, I who's, who's, you, who's his dad? Who's his dad coach for? Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. Hold on, let me see. I think you're thinking of. I think you're thinking of Bobby Bowden. Yeah, I might be. That's a that's a slip up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think I am. He was he was Bobby Bowden's 
predecessor for a predecessor. Long time. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Maybe what? Well, so regardless, predecessor. Like, I how much do you think that relies on on Bobby Bowden and all of his success at Florida State? I mean, really and truly, man. If you look at it, I think it weighs heavily because you're at back then. I mean, Florida State was prime time. I mean, they yeah they. Oh, they were they were, they were amazing for twenty years. Yeah, and you know you grew up and coached in that system as one of the greatest coaches of all time, especially in ACC. And you know now your reputation. It's also starting to go to me too. Is back then where the kids going to FSU because of Bobby Bowden, and you know what I mean. I don't know. A lot weighs in on it to me. Yeah. So my next question is like, who do you think is going to replace him? Like, I think I honestly think Texas A&M with the money they have, the recruits that they're beginning in, the with the NIL world, that's the top fifteen program, top ten to fifteen, ten to twenty program. Who who do you think comes in? Because it's not going to be another small name if they're going to go out and, and and do this, right? I think it's going to be a big name. I think it's going to be a name that we might not think of. Um, so, like, names that have been kind of thrown around is uh, Dan Lanning, uh, Mike Elko, um, Dabo has been thrown around in there with all the troubles at Clemson. I I could see that. So, who who would you who would you who do you think is going to land there, and who would you like to see there? All right, so I'm going to read you off a list that I came up with. I had JMU's coach, but the only thing with that is, is I think that's a long shot because he's not that old. 62? No, he's not. Ernie, go ahead and finish your thought. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. So I thought about JMU's coach, but to me, man, if I'm JMU's coach, I'm staying where I am with what I've done in the past couple of years of JMU and just riding high until – I built my I won a little bit in the in the college football yeah. this day and time. I think I would stay. Dan Landon, of course, Elko. Elko was a defensive coordinator there for what until two years ago. Yep. So these are two like so, out of the box names that I really thought about here. Urban Meyer. Yeah. And Gary Patterson. Really? Even with his horrible yeah. year? Oh, wait, no, I'm thinking of Sonny Dykes. That's Sonny okay. Dykes. But I could see Gary Patterson, lead, you know, I mean, I know he's older. I think he's like 65, 66. But, yeah. you know, he coached at TCU for eight, 17, 18 years, and they were always consistent. I mean, he's an assistant now for Texas. He knows what it's like to recruit in Texas, and he's been around some good programs. And played against some really good, beat some good ones. So I mean, I could see him, but to me, I think the if I had to pick one, I would have to go with Dan Lanning. Yeah, he's proven that he can win. He's proven that he can win. He was a defensive coordinator already before in the SEC, so he knows what kind of defense he's got to have in the SEC. I mean, that would be my pick. But can you get him away from Oregon? Is the thing. So you made a good point earlier when I suggested that name to you via text because you said Elko and um, 
uh, Elko and Lanning as a possibility, but then you said that like they're not going anywhere. They like the areas, which I agree with. I I, I was the one who suggested them. Like I'm fully in agreement with you on both of those. Um, I I think they can do it. Like Oregon's a good, nice, cushy job, but they're not the money that te- that A and M has. They're not the recruiting base that A and M has. And 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 the only way Oregon keeps them is Nike throws in the money at them. Because I think landing's perfect for for him. I you even mentioned when we were talking earlier, um, the guy from Washington, um, can't think of his name off the top of my head. Um, but th- those would be great coaches as well. So you're thinking Dane Landing's probably going to be the hire? It's probably going to be a nobody. The way that my luck's been the last two weeks, I don't even want to guess. But I don't think JMU. I mean, uh, I don't think Texas A and M. Is they're going after – they're not going to go to a small school to get a coach. They want somebody that's going to come in and win. And to me, with Elko struggling a little bit more at Duke, if I was Texas A&M, I think I'm leaving it. Texas A&M, I'm leaning more towards Dan Lane. Yeah. So your top two would be Landing and Elko? I mean, Kirk Sinetti is, is 62, and that's not a bad pick, but I think he stays on the East Coast if he goes anywhere. That's JMU's coach, by the way. I don't know. No, I, it, it, this is this is why I asked I, it because I don't know. There's no, we never thought we never thought that Lincoln Riley would leave Oklahoma and go to USC. Did we? No. That, I mean, I didn't. Maybe you did. I I had zero idea. Yeah. I don't know. I I just don't see Texas A&M taking a chance on a coach that. No disrespect to their program, but they're not playing the caliber of teams that Texas A&M is going to be playing week in, week out. I think they want somebody who's got some experience in big games that's still young that can be there for 15 to 20 years. Let me throw out out a few names here for you because I thought this as well. I had Elko. I had Lanning. But I also had Dabo. I had Jim Harbaugh. And I also had – Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury is not doing anything right now. Um, I, I think he he's a possibility, right? Offensive genius. So Cliff Cliff Kingsbury is not doing anything right now, right? Offensive genius. He was he was a uh, put up a lot of points at um, at A and M when he or not at Texas Tech when he was there. And then another one who my my real pick who I think it's going to be is going to be Lane Kiffin. I think I think Texas A&M brings that recruiting factor, that oil money. He scores enough for him. I think it's going to be Lane Kiffin. Yeah, that's a good one. I didn't even think about Cliff Kingsbury. Kingsbury and Kiffin would be my two choices. Now, I... I if I if I had my opportunity to get my hands on Lanning, I, I mean, would yeah, thousand percent do that. That makes sense because remember, I I hired leave him. Old I hired him at Auburn, but Auburn might not have been big enough. Yeah, I mean, really and truly, out of those three, if I had to pick. Out of everybody that we talked about, I think I'm with you on that. I, Kiffin won 
Lanning too, and I think Kingsbury. Yeah, I think it's going to become go between Lanning and Kiffin, honestly. Yeah, I, I realistically, I think so as well. And watch it be somebody just out of nowhere. Um, but another another coach who got fired was Zach Arnett. Um, he was hired with unfortunate circumstances, but his offense should not have been as bad as they were. They completely changed it. The defense has not looked good at Mississippi State. I think Mississippi State's the top 30 program to be a coach at. You're in the SEC. You have lesser expectations, but you're in the SEC. You're playing good ball. They have good programs. Like they've had, they've had good programs in the past. Um, did you think Zach Arnett deserved it? I mean, same, same type of question. He, it was kind of unfair, but was he really ready for that head coaching position? I don't think he was ready for it. I mean, I understand Mississippi State's yeah. way of direction, the way that they went, man, but the offenses looked terrible. I, you would have thought that he would have kind of kept some of that Mike Leach, I don't know, magic, I guess you could say. But, I mean, it's, you know, to me that goes back to, like, the Tony Elliott situation with UVA. I mean, it, you're in a rough spot. You know what I mean? Right. So I don't – I guess I could see it. I mean, I don't know. I just – I didn't think he would get fired after year one. But, yeah, I like I said, this is a different world of college football. I knew it was going to be tougher because of how – if he was closer to the 50-50 mark, I think they would have given him a shot. Um, but this is where, and I'm going to ask you the same, same type of, uh, thing. I got three, I got three names for coaches from Mississippi state that I think would be, um, great hires. And one of them I think can go to Texas A&M as well. I got four names, um, actually, um, I got, um, Lance Leipold, which I think he could go to Texas A&M. I think that's a big enough name to go to either school. The only problem with him is older. Yeah, I don't nah. – I could see him going to Mississippi State. I do agree right. with that. I, l- I like Leipold. I like Summerall from Troy, who would be amazing. Um, Actually, I'm I'm adding another name to it. Um, the I, coach I was thinking Tulane. more Tulane's coach and JMU's yep. coach. Coach from Tulane, and then I had Kirk Signetti from JMU, and then I also had Jeb Fish from Arizona. Because I, yeah. I think I think those are enough names that some of them are older, some of them are younger, but I think they well, carry have, enough to, to get it done. I've got I've got one more that you really need to consider because he's had some time to sit back. And I think that's gonna be more of his school, kind of like a Hugh Freeze. Yeah. And I think it's Dan Mullen. I think well, he, he has so a come shot back, to, come back to the Mississippi State. Yeah. yeah that's not yeah. a bad pull. That's not that's not a bad idea. They'd be happy with it. Yeah, I like that. I like Dan Mullen there. Do you have anybody else that you would potentially see there? I saw some reports. Damn, I can't think of who. I can't remember now off the top of my head. It was one more that oh Chadwell. Jamie Chadwell. Where's where's he at? Ah, uh, you had to ask. That name sounds familiar. 
Yeah, I literally had it. Chad, Chad Bell? Yeah. Cardwell, Jimmy Cardwell. Cardwell. Chad Jamie, Bell. Jamie Cardwell. Anyways, I don't know why that name sounds familiar, but maybe not. Yeah. I might have to look now. I'm kind of curious myself. Jim Caldwell. Are you talking about Jim Caldwell, like the former the former NFL coach? Uh, hold on, give me a second. This one bothering me now. Should have wrote it <laughs> no down. Worries. Well, you're looking at that. I I mean, I think these are two good jobs. And in, in like, hey, I said, well, I mean, you you know who? Well, you know who else you probably could actually throw in to the mix of that too could be uh, Georgia's defensive coordinator. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking at coordinators, Manny Diaz oh, is up there. I think Manny Diaz is up there. George's defensive coordinator is up there. Um, I mean, there's there's plenty of people that you can kind of think of. Um, George's defensive coordinator is not bad. Manny Diaz, I could see. I could see. Hey, what about – I thought, I figured it out. It was Jamie Chadwell out of Liberty. Liberty, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, I could see that too. Um, but that's a that's one year of coaching, though. Do you think like that he'll make that switch? The other name I thought for A and M and would be a long shot would be Dion. Why why not throw the bucket of money at him? I'm not saying it wouldn't be cool, but I don't I don't see he's not. I think I think he's next year. I think he jumps. I think he jumps Colorado next year. I think, I think when his son graduates, move on, he's jumping. Which is next year because they can't transfer again. So I think he, I yeah. think, I think Billy Napier gets fired, and I think he goes to Florida. Man, <laughs> I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm hoping, but I think both jobs are, are are pretty pretty good jobs to have. Um, who's gonna be the next one? I've I've heard some rumors about Sam Pittman uh, maybe being fired this weekend, Chip Kelly being fired this weekend. Um, I, I think I think there's a good – I saw a good report that Chip Kelly is going to get fired after the USC game this weekend. Um, I think this is where we start seeing some dominoes fall. So who do you think the next coach is going to be that's fired? I mean, I know we talked about it last week, but, like, we're in the season, man. I hate to say, but I was going to say Pittman more than anybody. I mean, yeah, that's one name we forgot last week. I don't know, man. I also, I could also see Dino Babers getting let go too. You've been on that case for a while. I don't know if they do though, because five six wins good for Syracuse. Yeah, I know, man. But when you use what the last three to four years winning seven eight seven eight plus games, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just I I'm going with Chip Kelly just because I saw that report, but I wouldn't be surprised if him and Sam Pittman go both. And then that's two other good jobs, especially UCLA with that uh, DJ Moore, or not DJ Moore, whatever his name is, the Moore kid from the quarterback who's a freshman. So something to think about. Um, next topic we have: Ewers has been reported that he's coming back to Texas next season. Does this mean Arch Manning is going to leave? And if so, where do you think he's going to go? Yeah, I think he leaves. I think he goes to Bama. 
that was my thought too. Does Bama have? I, I think he if, goes to Bama. I don't know if Milrose coming back next year, but if you have a if you have a chance to to do that, the only other the only other place that I think he would go is Ole Miss, and that's because his dad and Eli both went there. But then, yeah, but then Walker him. Howard screwed out Honestly, of the starting job. I don't. I don't think he stays in Texas. So they're not with that backup quarterback that Texas has playing the way that he did while yours is out. Well, Murphy's Murphy's is Murphy's gone. He's going to transfer for sure. So oh, it is. yeah. So so I I think he's gone too. Um. The only reason why he might stay is because of his family um, and, and the development. He's, he chose Texas because of the quarterback development from Stark, from what I understand. Um, so I don't know, man. I would transfer because you need – I think he needs two years to play um, so he can get into the first round. Uh, I mean, that's that's what I would think. Um, but he'll transfer guess, to NC State. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> you'll have you'll have a young core then you just need to run them back an offensive line yeah <laughs> uh harbaugh suspension um he was suspended three games by the big 10 or the rest of the season by the big 10 do you think this was the right move since it wasn't by the ncaa and they suspended him while his flight was in the air to happy valley do you think that was the right move as well No, I don't think so. Dude, just let it go. I mean, <laughs> I'm just – it's kind of like the, the Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift shit, man. I'm just tired of hearing about it. Just let it yeah. go. I mean, they still won the game. They didn't even have it. Yeah, it was, it was fun to talk about it for a while because of how crazy some of the stuff got out. But I, I agree. I, if you're not going to do anything to the actual university, because I think it's more on the university than Harbaugh, I, I think I've changed my stance on it a little bit. Um, if you're not going to do anything to the actual university, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I'm with you. I, I'm, I'm tired to talk about, tired do you of think talking they would, about do you it. Think, do you think they would have done that there? Uh, Urban Meyer, while he was at Ohio State, this crap was going on. Well, they didn't know. They did it to Jim Trestle at Ohio State with the tattoos. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just tired of hearing about it. Yeah, no, I'm with you. We won't talk about it unless something else crazy pops up anymore or something more. I, I would, I would rather, I would rather watch, I'd rather watch, I would rather watch a traffic report in the morning than listen to another case of that crap. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Anyways, with that, now we'll go ahead and get into the game of the week, man. Um, game of the week. I'm not going to say Penn State, Michigan. I, I thought the game was boring. Um, it was a lot of running the football. Penn State isn't where I thought they were. Drew Aller maybe needs another year, I guess. Um, the the game that I thought was the best was Texas Tech at Kansas. Kansas was down to their third string quarterback, but Texas Tech was dominating, and then Kansas came back, uh, won on the last minute field goal. So I'm, I'm going Texas Tech, Kansas. Um, but I didn't really have many games of the week. There was a lot of blowouts. 
Yeah, I knew you were going to pick that one. I actually had – I, I kind of went with Tulane and Tulsa. I think that was a 24-22 game. Yeah. Tulsa, I mean, Tulane, they steadily just find ways to win games. And that was actually pretty exciting from what I watched a little bit of it. Yeah. Yeah, that one wasn't a bad one. I, I just think there was a lot of blowouts. Like Alabama and Georgia, and I'll get to them with my winners of the week. But they look, they look, they both look unstoppable right now. Um, we'll yeah. go next to the player of the week, man. Who you have for your player of the week last week? Player of the week, I went with pretty straighter out of Mizzou. The running back is 35 carries, 205 yards, and a touchdown mm-hmm. against a pretty damn good Tennessee defensive front. Guess who's leading the SEC in rushing? I couldn't even tell you him. Your boy. Yeah. He's he's crushing it. And that's a name that nobody knows. Yeah. So that's who I picked. And of course, of course, I went with NC State's defense, man. Played a good game. Once again, in a very hard place to win for us in the yeah. past. Uh, Coach Gibson's got those guys playing good, man. I'm not going to look to keep it up. Yeah, well, I mean, they need to because I still don't trust Brendan Armstrong. So, um, my player of the week, uh, I have three tied. Fun fact, never won in Lane Stadium. Yeah, I I have three tied. I have Jalen Milrow because he – six touchdowns. I mean, three rushing, three passing. Uh, Daniels had 350 yards passing, 250 yards rushing. Like, holy crap for LSU. And then Beck. Carson Beck looked like a good quarterback last week. Like a good quarterback. Dude, you, let me ask you something. Yeah, you, have you like? Did you watch last week's game? Any? Yeah, I watched all of it. I was amazed. I, I right. bet the over, I, and I should have yeah. bet Georgia by twenty. I didn't watch all of it. I fell asleep. <laughs> but I can tell you what, dude, you give him time. I mean, he zips. I mean, there's. I mean, it's on a. It's like a BB coming out of a gun. Yeah. I mean, he, he slings. He throws a pretty ball, man. And he's not well, getting he does. any recognition. I mean, no, I mean, he's just – I hope it stays like that because the more underneath the radar he is, I think the better he is, the yeah. team is. Well, I, I think and Georgia, Georgia, was, was, Georgia was out – Well, Georgia was without their top linebacker last week. Uh, yeah, and they made a mockery of Ole Miss, man. Like, it's scary how good – Bama and Georgia are, and we're probably not going to see both of them in the playoff. Yeah, I know. But this also goes back to, are you taking the one-loss Georgia? <laughs> or if they when they play each other in SEC Championship, what do you do? If you're the right, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's, that's the question, right? We're about to get into a scenario that could happen where we have a one-loss Texas that wins the Big 12. A one-loss Alabama who wins the SEC, a one-loss Georgia that's lost one game in three years, a one-loss Washington, a one-loss Oregon, a one-loss Ohio State or Michigan. Like, we're about to come into, like, some crazy, crazy things. Yeah. And this could be the first year that, like, we could, like, really miss out on some good teams. I 
I mean, that's just that's it's so crazy, yeah, man. Like know. it's so so wild right the now. The bad thing is the way the way that the year is gone, I can see it happening. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. And my thing is if if Alabama wins and you have one loss Alabama, one loss Texas, one loss Georgia, one loss Oregon, one loss Washington. I think Oregon makes it because they win the Pac-12. Alabama makes it because they win the SEC. And I think you have to put Georgia in. You have to. And then that would be the undefeated Big Ten. And then what happens if SFU? Yeah, but what about FSU's undefeated what, too? I don't what know. What if Florida State wins out? Right. That's what I'm saying. Would you go off strength of schedule? I think you have to, man, because Florida State hasn't really played anybody, but they beat the brakes off of LSU at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I do. I don't know. You're not going to have – I think the, the only thing that would hurt – going to be represented. The only thing – oh, yeah, no, without a doubt. But I think the only thing that would hurt FSU if they do went out is they're going to look back at the LSU game and look at LSU's record right. now. You know what I mean? Yep. I don't know, man. Some fun things on the horizon. We got like three, four weeks left, so – um, so winners of the week, I've already talked about it. Alabama and Georgia, they just look too scary. Um, and then just Texas A&M in general, I, I think they needed to get rid of Jimbo. That's who I have this week. Yeah, I actually had uh, I had three. I went with uh, Texas A&M for getting rid of uh, Jimbo. I had Georgia and I had Mizzou. Yeah, I, I thought Tennessee was going to handle business the way they've been playing. And that's another name we didn't throw out there is Drinkowitz for, to A&M. Uh, nah, I think he needs, needs to stay where he's at because they've been <laughs> patient with him. So Yeah, that's true. That's fair. Uh, losers of the week, uh, I'll run through them pretty quick. SEC in general, I, just because Georgia and Bama are league, leaps and bounds ahead of everybody. Uh, Florida, because they lost a four-star cornerback uh, to Texas this week. Billy Napier better get on his game or it's going to get worse. And then Penn State, they 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 should be in the second tier of college teams, but they're in the third tier, and it's clear that they're in the third tier because they can't beat the Ohio States and Michigans. It's just a shame. Yeah, I went with um, Penn State, Tennessee, um Believe it or not, I actually went with Colorado and Oklahoma State. Yeah, last where one. did that one come from? Oklahoma State. Holy yeah, smokes. I don't know. Colorado, I don't know if the guys would just quit. I, I don't know. It sucks because I really wanted to see Dion make a bowl. Yeah. Uh, he's got two tough games coming up. But I just I don't know if the guys are just giving up or I, I don't know what's going on. And the last one, I got to go with UNC. How are you going to storm the field? Yeah, when you're ranked against an unranked Duke team, that had their third string quarterback over, in a two overtime, two overtime loss for Duke, and you storm the field because it's a rivalry game. Come yeah. on now. Yeah, yeah, I was watching some of that game too, and I I didn't think it was going to be high scoring the way it was going, and then they just blew up in the second half. Both both teams. Yeah. I don't know. All right, man. Well, let's go ahead and get into the game picks. Uh, to kind of recap, um, 
I'm still five games up. I'm at 79 and 36. You're at 74 and 41. My locks are 66 and 54. Um, kind of a rough week last week for both of us. Um, and, and kind of all around. I, I thought more upsets would happen than they than they did, and I called for a lot of them. So uh, we'll see. We'll see about this week. This week we got a lot of tough, a lot more tough games, I think, or a lot closer games. Um, we'll start off uh, Utah at Arizona. Arizona's been the surprise of the season for me, and they they've been doing it quietly. They should have beat Mississippi State. They lost on a, a BS uh, fourth down call for placement of the ball uh, in overtime. Um, Arizona's favored by one right now. I'm, I'm going with Arizona. I'm high on them. I, I think Utah's lost its magic away. Um, I, I just don't think that they're – I don't think their offense is there. Their defense for sure is best defense in the Pac-12, but I I, I just – I have a feeling Arizona's going to win this one. Yeah. I'm with Arizona as well. It was kind of a flip-flop. I just think all around Arizona's playing better ball than Utah right now. I mean, Utah does have a pretty good defense, but I don't know. Something about Arizona, it's kind of hard to go against them right now. Yeah. Next game we have is Louisville at Miami. Miami's only a half a point favorite, so it's a pick Um Miami looked really good, actually, last week against Florida State. Um, they missed a BS safety call that should have been a safety against Jordan Travis. Um, only lost by seven. I called that Miami plus 14. Um, I think Miami actually wins this one. I, I think they have a resurgence here. Um, I, they, I think they fight for their coach. So I think Miami's going to beat Louisville. Every time I pick Louisville, though, they, yeah, they beat the brakes off of the team I pick against. So Yeah, I went with Miami. Only because Louisville's been struggling, but they're still winning. Yeah, they haven't really been dominant enough for me to like go with them. But the way that Miami played last week, yeah. Um, the only thing is, is Van Dyke is now back to starter after Miami's uh, that true freshman from Miami went down. So hopefully he can turn it around. I don't know what's going on with Van Dyke. Yeah, I was about to ask you what's uh, going on with Van Dyke because two years ago he was creaming the crop. Last year he took a step back. This year he's non-existent. Yeah, I don't know, man. I know he got benched and that true freshman came in. I'm pretty sure he broke his arm. I did see that play and that was pretty disgusting. But yeah, I went with Miami. I think I think Van Dyke comes back and takes a seat and he looks back at him being benched and I think he turns it around. To me, I just Louisville's getting by by the skin of their teeth and I just I, I think Miami at home after they played FSU really good at FSU. I'm going Miami. Yeah. Uh, next game we have is SMU at Memphis. Um, SMU is favored by eight and a half. They're looking really good on offense. Defense is starting to come together. But Memphis hasn't lost at home in a couple years, I don't think. Um, Memphis is eight and two. SMU is eight and two. This game is tough for me, man. Um, I think it'll be fun. I think it's going to be a shootout. I have SMU. Um, SMU is favored by eight and a half. I have SMU, but I don't have them big. Yeah. I have SMU as well. I was getting ready to pick Memphis, but SMU to me, looking at stats, I haven't really watched them play. Looking at stats, I think they're more the well-rounded team um, as far as who they played. So I'm going to go with SMU. Oh, this just in, um, breaking, breaking news alert, NCAA denies JMU's bowl waiver 
they still have to be ineligible for bowl consideration due to the FCS to FBS rules. I think that's BS, man. If they're having a winning program, they should be able to be in a bowl. You know what the NCAA stands for, right? What's that? No clue at all. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's just – the Tez Walker – I know you don't like you UNC. Think, that Tez Walker think, situation has been crap. Dave Dorn for that one. Yeah, that Tez Walker situation was crap. I know you don't like UNC, but you got to admit, let the kid play. And then this JMU situation has been crap too. Uh, speaking of JMU, that's our next game. College game day will be there. App State at JMU. JMU is just bowling over people. Uh, JMU's favored by nine. I think they win, and I think they roll over App State. App State always gives people trouble, though. Yeah, after this news just came out, I think JMU puts on a clinic. I oh, think you're going to see sure. a team that's really that's really going to pound some ass. That was that was kind of crazy that it came in just when I just when we were about to do the game at, at JMU by twenty maybe. Um. Next game, we have uh, Georgia at Tennessee. Neyland is tough to play. Tennessee has not lost to Neyland in 16 games, I believe it is. 14 or 16 games. Uh, Georgia is favored by 10. Do you think magic happens again like it did last year versus Bama? Nope. And Carson Beck's playing too damn good. Yeah, not the way Georgia plays. I'm going. I'm going. Yeah, I'm going BGA. Yeah. Uh, next game, UNC at Clemson. Clemson's favored by six and a half. Uh, Clemson started off rocky. Georgia Tech went down the field on them, and then Clemson just shut the gates. Man, Clemson looks like they're they're uh, back at least. It, I know they got four losses, but looks like they're they're doing well. I have Clemson here as well. Um, this this is big precedence for the ACC uh, title race here. You already know who I picked. Yeah, I I figured I I I put that on there because there's not there's not many others, but I mean, we you know we needed to we needed to do it. So Kansas State at Kansas, um, I'm, Kansas State is favored by seven and a half right now. I'm not sure what quarterback they're on. I know Jay, uh, Bean got hurt. I'm not sure if Daniels is ready to come back. I'm not sure if Bean is ready to come back. Um. Leipold just can't keep a quarterback healthy, man, because I feel like Kansas is better than what they should be. But I'm going Kansas State here. Um, picking a lot of away teams is what I'm realizing now. But Kansas State. Yeah, give me give me the Wildcats. I like it being at home for Kansas, but the quarterback trouble really, really don't have me convinced. But then again, it is Kansas, and they always find a way to win at home. But yeah, I just I, th- I think Kansas State would be too much. I haven't seen anything on who's starting, but I think I'd be more confident if they let out the Bean or Daniels was playing. But I, I'm with you. I I don't know. Um, we're gonna skip this next game. We'll go to Texas at Iowa State. Iowa State put up 45 points. I know it was BYU, but they put up 45 points last week. Iowa State looks like they can pass the ball, like they're throwing all over the place. And Texas have been. Uh, kind of weak against the past the last couple of weeks. Um, I think Ewers is back. Um, Texas is favored by seven and a half. I think this game is close. Um, I think Texas wins, but I think Iowa State covers. I think it's a field goal game. John O. Brooks out for the year. Jonathan Brooks yeah, out I for the year, it. running back from Texas, by the way. Yeah, I'm still going with Texas. 
20 years is back. This announced that he's staying. So I think he's going to ball out. Yeah. Um, next game, UNLV at Air Force. This is a big precedent for the Mountain West, which is turning into a really fun conference. Um, Air Force was dominant for eight straight games, and then they've lost the last two. Uh, Air Force is favored by three. Who do you got? I got UNLV. UNLV, their program was crap three years ago. Now they're fun to watch, man. Um, I, I'm going Air Force. I, I think they have to make this resurgence here. I think they're trying to get to 10 wins, so we're going to differ there. Um, but that might be sneaky game of the week next week, or for next week, to be honest. And then last game we have on the schedule is Washington at Oregon State. Um, Oregon State is favored by two and a half. Um, I'll let you go first because I got some stats that you're not going to like. I really don't care because I know you're going with DJ Ungo or the Lele because that's your boy and you <laughs> like Oregon State. I got yep. Washington. I think Michael Penix. I think Michael Penix has another big game and he finally assures that final spot for the Heisman, especially after who did Washington have last week? USC? No. Um, they had USC two weeks ago. Um, Was it Utah? No. Uh, yeah, they had Utah last week, 28-35. Hmm. I don't know. I think Washington's defensive troubles really scare me. Uh, Oregon State's lost two games, and their combined total loss, I think, is like six points. So they've lost two field goals of games um dj and the oregon state offense is actually ranked 16th in the nation i think their defense is top 20 as well uh, I, corvallis is a hard place to play and i think oregon state wants to stick it to washington for leaving the pac 12 um I, th I have oregon state here like you said um and then no counting for this game uh virginia tech at or nc state at virginia tech who you got here doesn't count against our records or what is your opinion on the game? I really don't know. <laughs> which which NC State I'm which tech is going to show up? up. <laughs> yeah, I got to go with my boys in this one, man. But you know, we all know Lane's a hard place to play. It's supposed to be sold out. Yeah, uh, it's, it's sold out. I just, so the only thing that's helping you guys is. Three thirty game, not a night game. If it was a night game, I'd say it's a wrap. Yeah, I hate to say it, but I I think Tech wins. I just don't think the offense. Tech's got a pretty pretty solid defense. I just I just don't know, you know, what the offense man. So he played favored, a really good Wake Forest. Tech's favored by three. Matchup predictor on ESPN has NC State a 51.8% chance of winning. Uh, it's supposed to be 65 and sunny, so it's not like your typical lane situation. I, it just all depends on which – if Brennan Armstrong doesn't turn you the ball, what? Give NC me, State will win. Give me NC State. Give me NC, give me, give me NC State and the boys. Underdogs, I like them. Yeah. 
I that I think it'll be a fun game to watch for that for sure. So we'll see what happens. Um, okay, so my locks of the week. Um, I have one for tonight. I've met Miami of Ohio minus seven and a half, but like that's gonna be over uh by the time this comes out. So we'll go uh the raging Cajuns at Troy. Troy minus 15 and a half. That's where I'm going. I think Troy wins this by a lot more than 15 and a half. Uh App State at JMU. Um, like I said, JMU is favored by nine. I think JMU wins by more than nine, especially after the news that we just got. Uh, UF at Missouri, um, going with the over here, 58 and a half. I think both offenses can score. Uh, Rutgers at Penn State, over 41 and a half uh, as well. I think Penn State comes out firing. Um, SMU at Memphis, over 66 and a half. I said earlier, I think it's going to be a shootout. Um, and that just seems really low for a shootout. Uh, Louisiana Tech at Jacksonville State. Jacksonville State is underdogs by eight point. Give me Jacksonville State and Rich Rod and the boys plus eight. That's a name that we could look into the co- coaches for uh, the openings as well. Might be fun. Um, Texas at Iowa State. Uh, like I said, I think Texas wins, but Iowa covers. So Iowa plus seven and a half. Uh, UTEP at Mid-Tennessee State. Mid-Tennessee State's favored by seven and a half. I think they win by more than that. Illinois at Iowa, Iowa's favored by three. I think they win by more than three, so give me Iowa minus three. And then UNC Clemson, Clemson's favored by six and a half. I think they win by more than six and a half of that defense. Okay, upset of the week. Um, I've already mentioned it, and I mentioned it a couple times. Iowa State, seven and a half point dogs against Texas. Texas has not looked good the last couple weeks. I, I think they're on upset alert this week. Who you got? Uh, it's got to be more than 10, right? Uh, more than a touchdown. More than seven. Oh, uh, I didn't even pick one, to be honest. No worries. There's some names. There's some teams out there. I'm going to pick one. No worries at all. Um, all right, and then player of the week. Um, who you got for your player of the week this week? I'm going Carson Beck, man. I yep. think he goes in there and he tortures Neela. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a safe uh pick there. Um. This one was this one was kind of tough for me because I want to say I just want to keep putting Jalen Daniels on here, but um, I, I'm gonna have to go with Carson Beck. Oh, as well, you're man. going with? Oh, you sure you don't want to go with Brennan Armstrong? This is first one in Lean Stadium. The resurgence. Armstrong's point of. You know you want to take him. No. Nah. <laughs> no. Nah. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my picks there as well. Um, I'm gonna go with Carson Beck with you too. I was checking on something, but it didn't didn't come out. So, um, anyways, that's our that's our episode for this week. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, appreciate everybody uh, tuning in, sharing. Uh, keep sending in your questions, man, and uh, we'll keep going from here. We'll see you guys uh, next week.